0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. I've got a remarkable opportunity today. I just connected with and had an opportunity to meet a man who has inspired me and apparently a whole lot of other people. Uh, His name is Emmanuel Kelly. Say hello, Emmanuel.
1: How are we? How are you, uh, Doctor? Dr. Paul? The shrink. Doing the shrink <laughs> the expand shrink expands your life. That's it. The shrink that expands. <laughs> Hopefully, you'll expand my life then. <laughs> We're going to try to do that
0: <laughs> in any way that we can here today. Uh, folks, you can probably tell from Emmanuel's uh, deep south accent well, actually, it's not a deep south accent. No. It's more Australian, I would it's say, more of a down-under, sort of an Aussie feel. That's it. Uh,
1: you grew up in Australia. I did. Well, I, I, I grew up partly in Australia. I mm-hmm. My life started in Iraq. Um, right. And if you're not familiar with the story in that sense, I was uh, found in a, in a box in a park um, mm. and, and uh, spent, you know no doctors, no, no, no nurses. There was, you know, no birth certificates, no passports, nothing. It was just me and, and that box. And, um, I was fortunately found by mother Teresa nuns and brought to an orphanage where I was raised, um, during a time where the Gulf war had just ended. Um, so there was still a lot of, a lot of nasty nastiness in, in the air. And, and, and when I was found, it was, um, during the Gulf War itself. So I guess I'm, I'm fortunate to be here, fortunate to be alive, but wow. I was raised in Iraq for about six, seven years of my life.
0: And that was primarily in an orphanage.
1: In an orphanage, yeah. yeah.
0: In a country yeah. that was very challenged by war. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Conflict. We, yeah, absolutely. No, we, we heard a lot of noises and, and, and in some ways probably saw th- things that we didn't and we shouldn't, children shouldn't see. Um, and experienced it through, through noise and, and, you know, shots and, and bombs and all that sort of stuff that was happening. I mean, I, I'm very fortunate where I am now in a way um, and, and I'm fortunate even then because there's other children that have experienced five times worse. Um, so that's something that I always have to remember.
0: That's really interesting and, in fact, something that I talk about quite a bit. With guests on my show, yeah, or in my practice, or in the the audiences that yeah. I speak to, there's always a comparison.
1: Yeah, somewhere it could always be worse. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think um, I think uh, there's a lot of craziness, and there's a lot of wildness, and there's a lot of hmm. um, sadness and 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 hurt in the world. Um, And a lot of other people are always experiencing that. And I think regardless of your situation, there's always, and and as bad as you think your situation is, there's always going to be someone that is worse off.
0: Now, in saying that, that's an interesting concept, Emmanuel, because you were found in a box in a war-torn country, no documents, no paperwork. You don't even know for sure how old you are.
1: No. No. No no. It, no we thing. got a guess, right? We, we got I mean, a guess. We got a we got guess. An estimate. No, I, I was I was actually um it kinda of, the story did eventuate and and, and, eval, and, and, and become quite special uh, a few years ago. Um I I got the opportunity to travel to Spain. Um mm-hmm. and in that time we had we we I was on papers and and and, and all sorts of areas. Um, on the news and, and things like that and a woman that was on the plane ha- was travelling to Mexico and uh, she saw a photo of me in the plane on, on one of the magazines uh-huh. and quickly recognised that photo and the minute she arrived in Mexico she called the organisers of this, of this fundraiser and it turned out that one of the organisers were, not fundraiser, events that I was there in Spain for um, concerts etc and she mm-hmm. called one of the organisers, um, who's one of her friends, and said, "I know this boy. I need to meet him." So, she 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 flew straight back to Spain. And of course, the event organisers and the concert makers and things like that were were coming to myself and Peter Mabry, who travels with me, saying, "You know, there's this woman that claims to know Emmanuel, um, and claims to have been at the orphanage when Emmanuel came into." The year Emmanuel had had, mm-hmm. had gotten into the uh, had been brought to the orphanage, and of course Peter and I, are thinking, yeah, okay, right, oh yeah, let, yeah, let's just see what happens here. So sure. we, uh, we we ended up meeting with the woman, and to cut a long story short, we were going to meet her for ten minutes. We ended up meeting her for three hours. Oh, it was uh, it was an extraordinary experience because she had known things that no one else had known, and only me. I mm. had known, um, and, and my now mother had known. And so she kind of gave us a little idea of of where my age would be. Um, right. And so we, we, when I first came to Australia, it was a complete guess. And for about um, 15 years, that's, it was just a guess and that I was 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and this woman had sort of clarified, yes, you were, uh, you are 21, 22. Um, she said, you came around this time, December, um, and it was just it, it was just an extraordinary experience. Um, wow. And at that time I'd also received my name, which was Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Um, beforehand, when the nuns had first found me, they sort of just threw out a name, and that was Ali, because uh, 95% of, or 90% of our, uh, Iraqis are Muslims, so they gave me a Muslim name. Sure. But because I had come at Christmas time, um, they had given me a, a Emmanuel um, on a, Christmas a Day. Christian, yeah. yeah. Right. So it was, uh, it was, and she was there around that time, and it was just a wow. very humbling experience being with her. And look, you know, it's a it's a he say she said type deal, yeah. and and we sort of have to take what she was saying. But um, you know, it was it was an extraordinary experience. So mm-hmm. the guess would be twenty one. Okay. <laughs> That's the long story. Most long... Most
0: people don't go through this process, Emmanuel. They just, no. you know, look it up on the birth certificate or ask mom or dad. That's it. Uh, your your situation was very different from that. Yeah. And this is part of what set it up. Now we could back up just a little bit because um, a lot of our listeners are going to know immediately who you are. Mm-hmm. In fact, I checked the video this morning. Your, it was your audition mm-hmm. for the X Factor. Yeah. And uh, it had something in the middle of the 17 million range of, yeah. of views of this video. Yeah. So, obviously, a lot of people have experienced you, your voice, uh, because you are a singer. You're a yes. performer. Yeah. 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 And you come with this story also, which which creates a very unique set of circumstances for you. Mm. That's given you some interesting opportunities.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you have to make do with what you have. Um, my passion isn't really to be the best. I don't. Mm. I don't have a drive to be the best um, uh, singer or, or, or have the most different story or, or you know mm-hmm. be the most talented. Um, I think my drive is to be the most unique in that sense and to Mm. package what I have and use what I have and just share that with the world and, and inspire teenagers is my, my huge passion, inspire teenagers to dream big, but also adults alike. I think, um, you don't have to be a certain age to dream big, um, and, and believe in yourself. I think that, that just is something that can transcend beyond borders, boundaries, ages, uh, religions cultures, so I think uh that's my my uh my drive in that sense um right, and also to be the first differently abled artist in the industry um and I think that it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be the best you just have to be a very driven young person or a be- very driven person and also have some talent i think but
0: oh yes uh, <laughs> But you know it's interesting isn't it how how people put up these barriers in their own mind yeah and they create some story that well because I I don't have this particular advantage or I don't have this particular skill set or I don't have this particular
1: body shape
0: I can't yeah do it and as soon as they say that they can't they're probably right
1: absolutely there is uh... There's a saying, I can't remember how it goes, but I actually learnt it from the family that I'm staying with at the moment, Mm -hmm. which are are the Macintoshes. Thank you, Becky and Scott. A big shout out Um, to Scott and Becky Macintosh. Um, But Scott used to, uh, Scott was telling me the other day that there is, um, it's something to do with, there is no such thing as can't. but. I can't remember mm. the saying. It's a very good saying. If I remember it during the show, I'll tell you. If you remember, you. pull it out. <laughs> I, will, yeah. I will.
0: Otherwise, we can post it on the blog later. But Absolutely. This this is a commonly known um, principle, yeah. if we can call it a principle. Ooh. It starts with a mindset. Yeah. Now, folks, if you'll just wrap your head around this, so here's a manual uh, who has very little memory of the, his first few days, weeks, months, years. Uh, is that fair
1: yeah that's very fair
0: <laughs> you don't know what happened but you do know that you were found in a box in Iraq uh, grew up in an orphanage and then um, from the story that I'm familiar with uh, you were adopted and taken into the home yeah uh, a very loving supportive nurturing home hmm. in Australia where you yeah. where you spent the rest of your childhood and
1: absolutely early adult I am um, I I uh... I was very fortunate, um, and I got a second, second chance of life. Yeah. I just remembered the same. It just came to you. It just came to me. It's can't never did anything. So can't, can't never did
0: Never anything. did anything.
1: That's right. And it's so true.
0: Well, you know what? From a psychological standpoint, as soon as you say or think, I can't, mm. it's like this big <laughs> power switch on your yeah. brain. And it just shuts her down, mm. you know? There's, what step is next after I can't?
1: Nothing. There uh, is no step. There's no, there is next no step. step. And the other day I was shooting hoops with, a, with a, an American football. Oh. And uh, it's funny because you were talking about the psychology of that. And mm-hmm. I, um, I, I, I said to myself, this is going in. This uh-huh. is 100% going in. And I was at the half, 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 half court uh-huh. um, section of the basketball court, and I said, "This is gonna go in. Uh-huh. I can do this." You declared and it, and I, I declared it, and I <laughs> threw it, and it swished in. It there just it went. went right in. Then the next turn, yeah. I said, "Nah, I can't do this again. I probably won't do it again." I took another <laughs> shot. I missed. Sure enough, I missed. I, I got it. Twice wow. or three times when I was at the three quarter three quarter mark, but because it was that extra step, I thought, "No, nah, this is not going to go in. This is it's mm-hmm. almost near to impossible for me. So it can't it can't go in, and it doesn't go in." Yeah. So I guess um, just like you thought. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> so I guess um, I guess though, this was something that we were taught when I was in Australia. My mother was very. Um, p- passionate about teaching us that there is no such thing as can't and can't never did anything um, and I, I even though I was found in a box and, and I grew mm-hmm. up in a in, and I had a, a tough start to life um, I think I've always had this belief that something good and 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 that I'm going to do something with my life regardless and that was even when I was in Iraq I think it's something that was sort of imprinted into my so, DNA yeah. in a way. Um, and then I think when I came to Australia and I was given that second chance at life that my mother Moira gave me, um, and she's my hero till to this day and oh, she'll always be. Absolutely. Um, I think when she gave me and God gave me that second chance at life, I think that was when I realised um, that I will do something. Even mm. though it was imprinted into my DNA, I think mum enforced that. That imprint, and she, she, she made it very clear that, you know what, if you have that drive, if you have that dream, if you have that belief in yourself, and most of all, if you have hope, right. then anything is possible.
0: Anything at anything all.
1: Anything is possible. Um, and I was really fortunate to. to to have that upbringing in my second start to life. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, there's a lot of children and there's a lot of teenagers out there that don't have that right. and, and, and have struggles in their family. But I also, I'm also an, a huge advocate that even in times when you think that there is no one in your life that's going to support you, there's no one out there, there is always someone. There is always someone.
0: And there's always hope as a result of that.
1: Exactly. Whether that's someone is God, whether that's someone is your best friend, whether that's someone is an animal that you somehow connect that you right. can look into their eyes and there's that. I don't know what it is. It, it human nature and nature in itself and and faith in yourself, is yes. is a very powerful thing. And your mind is a very very powerful thing, you know. And we right. only use ten percent. So imagine if we use that. What what could happen? What could happen? So much could happen.
0: (laughs) Emmanuel, we're going to take a little break here. Uh, As we do so, though, um, I'm going to to add to the audio track that we're recording right now, uh, the song that you sang at that audition. Is that okay? Fantastic. And then we'll talk about it a little bit as we come back from the break. Folks, I want you to understand when Emmanuel talks about... Dream big and take on some challenging experiences. He knows what he's talking about. Listen to this little clip from the audition uh, for the X Factor that Emmanuel did. I think you're going to enjoy it. We'll be right back.
1: So, what are you going to sing? Uh, I'm going to sing Imagine by John Lennon.
0: Beautiful. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Good luck, mate. Thank you.
1: Imagine there's no heaven It's easy if you try Thing to live or die for and no religion to imagine all the people living life in peace you may say I'm a dreamer But I'm not the only one. Whoa, my. I hope someday you'll join us, and the world will be as one. Thank
0: you. Wow, pretty amazing experience. Mm. That that whole X Factor. Yeah, experience. Can you even imagine that you would have been on that kind of a stage, have that kind of a response from the judges, from the audience?
1: Did no. that blow your mind just a little oh, bit? It, it 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 even listening to it and even um, even sort of picturing it, picturing the experience back in my mind. It's it's it gives me tingles and and yeah. still till to this day I can't really and there's the word can't, but this yeah. is a genuine can't. In a way, I struggle, maybe not can't, but I struggle to actually remember the experience because it was so unique and it was my adrenaline was rushing. And what's more unique about that is, and a lot of people don't know, was that night I was supposed to sing a different song. I was actually going to be singing "Home" by Michael Bublé, which is one mm. of my all-time favorite songs, and it's one of the first songs I'd ever learnt. Right, um, and "Imagine" was probably the second f- um, song that I'd ever learnt in my life, and "Home" mm. was, you know, fourth or fifth down the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I picked "Home" because I, I could resonate with it, you know, being away from from Iraq and creating a new home in 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 where I was living so I kind right. of resonated with that a little bit but um, it was quite unique because 10 minutes prior to me going on stage the mm-hmm. producers the executives walked up and walked up to me and said are you ready to sing imagine i said hang on a minute
0: that's not what you had in that's mind that's not
1: what i'm singing no and she's and 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 it was a she and a he um and i remember their names andrew furs and carla their names were they said no no no, emmanuel we've got you down to singing imagine and i said hang on guys i haven't practiced imagine for nearly three years four years really and they said well here's the computer you have three minutes i said you're kidding me and they said look emmanuel unfortunately we thought that someone had called you yesterday, but obviously not. I said, "Well, yeah, no, no one called me," and uh-huh. so um, and in a way, it could have been a, a tactic to, you know, get us to get some of the singers. So for all I know, they could have done it to other singers, but they, um, but but to me, it was like it was very confronting. And so right. I had three minutes and uh, to 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 re 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 remember the song and 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 just about just as I was about to walk on stage I uh, I said to myself you know what stuff this I'm just gonna go out there and I'm gonna have fun and if I forget words I forget words but you know what right. this is this is an experience of a lifetime and uh, and I need to enjoy this and 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 this has happened for a reason so right. I, I, I I walked on that stage I sung the song and uh, and it was one of the most incredible experiences my nerves were like,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: on top of the world and 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 adre- adrenaline took over and yeah. my mind sort of went to a different place and um, I guess I, I had this saying, you know what? There's no such thing as can't. I just got to do this. I'm here now. I'm going to do this and I'm going to have fun. Um, and I could have pulled out at any of those moments. I could have right. easily pulled out and they would have said, okay, no worries. And they would have put someone else in. So I could have pulled out at any moment. But I didn't, and I didn't want to, and I was never going to. Uh, if
0: we allow our fears to take us out of the game, mm. it not only does it take us out of the game and we don't have a chance to win it now, mm. but it deprives everyone else who is blessed by or inspired by that performance, mm. Emmanuel, it would deprive them. Mm. ...of the experience that they had. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I feel if I did sing Home... ...I don't think it would have impacted as to as many lives as well. Probably. I think Imagine is... It just... It was... It's... I think in a way to me... it. it I feel like it was written for people who mm. are from countries like that... ...who have experienced mm-hmm. hardship in their own ways. And even though I haven't... Even though I started tough... And I didn't really have a hard life sort of in my second half of of my life. Um, There are people out there who have had extremely tough lives. That's right. And needed something like this to make that alert to others and to alert right. People around the world that there are people who are living in war and and who are living in in religious wars or 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 in in wars of their own and and I think not just people that are living in those environments but Mm -hmm. also to families who are having hard lives and who are finding it difficult whether it's through divorce whether it's through different experiences in their lives who are finding it difficult to live with their lives of. And their experiences or or, or finding it difficult to relate to their families. And I think the words are powerful, especially that line. You may say, I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. We're all dreaming of a better world. We're all dreaming. And I think it was an important moment for me to shed that because that's something that I've always had that belief that... I was dreaming one day that I would achieve a success where I could inspire other people and and that day I really showed that, and I expressed that to everyone mm-hmm. um, where home wouldn't have done that
0: right so it's just as it should be it's just as it should be even being abandoned in a box as an infant it's as, as unthinkable as that might be, you know when we look at it from the perspective of absolute um still if, that's part of your story that's is. part of who you are yeah and what you've been able to create with this mm. package that you received
1: and if that never happened then i wouldn't be sitting here talking to you we wouldn't be having this interview no. would we absolutely not absolutely not i would be i would either be two three things and i've always thought about this i would either be three things i would either be gone mm. out of this earth and and, and somewhere else mm-hmm. um death probably Um, Mm -hmm. and, and you got to say it how it is, um, because that's the facts in that sense. I would be fighting in a war that I don't believe in or fighting in a war that I think I believe in, um, but really isn't, isn't the case. Or I would be simply on the street fighting for my life, running away. So to
0: all of those listeners out there. Emmanuel, is you take this whole experience and everything that you've learned from it, it comes down to some fairly basic principles. What would you say is the primary primary message, the thing that you really want to share?
1: If you have an opportunity to help yourself, help others, And there's no problem in helping yourself and there's no problem in having a successful life of your own. There is no, there's no issue of going out there and making your own money. But if you have an opportunity, dream big, believe in yourself, Mm. take that opportunity, have hope in that opportunity and fight for it. Don't just sit there and, and, and just, you know, go about your life, um, because if you live in America and you are lucky enough and humbled enough and uh, that God or, or your family or whoever it is has given you a, a, a chance to enjoy your life. If you're lucky enough to be to have a privileged life, and when I say privileged, that doesn't have to be Having millions of dollars, that could simply be no. living in a living under a roof and having and and living in a country like America, where opportunities are right around the corner, right, right even in though, front of you, right in front of you, even though you think they're not, they are. Yeah, go for them, because if there's anywhere right. you can create an opportunity, it's the country that you're in right now. This is the land of opportunity, and this as much as people say it, it isn't and it's perceived that way, it is. Because this is a country where, where you can make a living riding bulls, doing like, what you love. Exactly, riding Whatever bulls or 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 making yeah. clay clay statues, or where there's a lot of countries where you can't create opportunities, yeah. And and that's in in a lot of Middle Eastern countries. So if you have an opportunity take those take opportunities them. for those that can't and dream back and take those and there's the word can't because can't never did anything right but for those people in places like india or iraq right can't is very realistic to them oh they to us it, it isn't yeah but to them it is and they believe it so if you have an opportunity then show those people that there is no such thing as can't, and even they can find a way to get out. And yes. I know some stories that are more, that are more incredible than mine. Well,
0: tell you what, um, a couple of things that I think we ought to do as we wrap this up today, Emmanuel. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to give people a way to find you. Um, YouTube, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got this video that just has millions of views on it and and people can find you that way if they just go look
1: on youtube emmanuel kelly where else would you send
0: people you have a website
1: i have a website it's called emmanuel kelly official it hasn't been updated we're on it today we're on it um all right you're on the clock now that's it that's it there's also facebook twitter instagram facebook is emmanuel kelly official twitter is emmanuel k twitter with one t Twitter won't let me use two T's. Yeah. And uh, and my Instagram is Emmanuel Kelly official and then you okay. can also jump onto the website which has an email address and things like that. And YouTube. And YouTube, which is Emmanuel. We'll Kelly. put up a link on the
0: blog site that, yeah. that points back to that video that we shared a little awesome. earlier. Um,
1: and I have okay. my own page as well, YouTube page so they can subscribe to that. Oh as well. perfect
0: subscribe yeah. and then they'll they'll be able to follow you there follow and there support and, him, and, what is you yeah, doing. Absolutely. Folks, Emmanuel Kelly, he's doing some good work in this world. Go support him, follow him, listen to his amazing inspiring music. This is the part Emmanuel where <laughs> I tell everybody to go live on purpose yeah. and they're all going to hear that, but you get the last word as long as you do it musically. All right. Yeah. You,
1: you up for that? I think I can do it. I awesome. think I okay, can do it.
0: Okay, everybody so go live on purpose and here's Emmanuel Kelly with the last word.
1: Keep your eyes on winning, cause if you try you never really lose. Yeah, this life's for living, there's no limits to the things that we can do, dream big.